0: You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. All right. How's everybody doing? Surprise. Good morning. How's everybody? Good. Y'all good? Can we welcome in everybody who's watching online? Y'all give 'em a round. We uh, we appreciate you guys checking in with us. We have lots of people that, that watch us every week, and this this is a big deal. Like they're all watching me right now. I don't know what to do. But um, we have a big we have a big community. You have you are a big you are part of a big family that isn't just located in this room. That so they're meeting all over. Like my parents are watching in England. Like y'all say hello. Hey. Well good morning, uh, my name is James. I'm an associate pastor here at High Ridge and it is uh, it's an honor for me to bring the word to you today. Pastor Tim is in Fort Worth, preaching uh, in Fort Worth, at High Ridge in Fort Worth. So um, you'll keep him in your prayers as he brings the word over there. And I'm gonna bring the word here today. It's always an honor for me to bring, bring a message to you. Uh, whenever Pastor Tim asks me to step in for him, which is on, on occasion, it's always a big deal. Like I never take this lightly. I know it's a big deal for me to be stood up here. Uh, it's a big deal for me and it's a big deal for you <laughs> um, to listen to me. So I take it very seriously. It's a big responsibility uh, that I, uh, I don't um, take lightly. So please, please know that it's a big deal for me to be here. Uh, getting to pastor here at Irish is is cool. It's one of my cool things I get to do in life. Uh, we talk about it all the time in the office. Like we get to go to work every day with our best friends. Like it's a cool place to be. Uh, I don't have to worry about going into the office and like, oh, just another day. It's, it's a good day. Every day is a good Even a Monday is a good day in the office here at the church. And it's just an honor for me to be here and to, uh, to get to be a part of the staff. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about my getting onto staff here in a little bit in my message. But I um, just wanted to welcome you to church. It's a good day. Uh, so today we're going to be in Psalm 23. So if you want to turn to your, to your Bibles, to your apps, whatever, uh, whatever the way you read the Bible, uh, turn to it. Like, I don't care how you read it, as long as you read it. If it's electronic or it's paper, just read it. So we're going to be in Psalm 23, and we're going to be looking at a very famous passage of Scripture. Whether you've, This is your first time in church, whether you've been in church your whole life, whether you uh, don't even know who Jesus is. You've probably heard some of these verses that we're going to read here in a, in a moment. You've probably heard them at some point. And um, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, people all over the world will quote this as, as, you get into, as, we, as we start talking about it. People are going to quote these scriptures to you. They're going to encourage you with it. Um, and I'm going to explain a little bit why it's so important for us as believers uh, to, to read the scripture. Why, what what the differences between bel- reading the scripture as a believer and then reading the scripture as a non-believer? So let's get into Psalm 23. It's just six verses. Y'all can hang with me for six verses, right? Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the, path, the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever." Let's pray. Father, we thank you for these words. We thank you for your scripture, for the, for the word that you've given As We pray that as we, we dive into these few verses today, Lord, that we will hear something that we can walk away with, that we can leave a little different than what we walked in. Be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we talk about the good shepherd. That's, that's, that's the title of this message. It's the good shepherd. And, um, I just want to kind of set the tone for the importance of the shepherd, because um, if you don't know what that means, if you don't, you know, you're talking, you know, if you're first time in church and we're talking about shepherds, we're talking about sheep, what are we talking about here? Uh, this is kind of confusing for somebody that just walks in off the street, right? Like, what is a shepherd? What, what are we talking about? Why am I a sheep? Why am I following this guy? In the context of this passage, we're talking about the shepherd leading and guiding and leading us into, into areas that maybe are unknown, the shepherd walks alongside us, um, if you're a farmer of any kind, you can understand that raising cattle, raising sheep, and things is the difficult thing. You've got to know your sheep. You've got to know your sheep. You've got to know the cattle that you're raising, right? And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. What I want to share with you is the importance of the shepherd in your life. Why? Why should I? Why should I listen to this guy? Why should I be led by this guy? Who is this guy? Who is the shepherd, right? Um, and as we read that scripture, like I said, like lots of people quote it, lots of people have heard it, like I'm sure you've all heard it before today. And that's great. And I'm not knocking on anybody that's shared this with you before or, or encouraged you or tried to encourage you with it. But it's really hard to, to live out these verses and to be led by a shepherd if you don't know the shepherd. Good. Right? It's tr- To truly be led by the shepherd, you have to know him. It's really hard to be led by somebody you don't know. Right? Like I'm not... I don't just walk up to any old person, you know, that I find and just be like, "Hey, lead, hey, show me what to do, lead me, guide me, whatever it is," you know. That's not where I'm at. I've got to know somebody for them to lead me and guide me and encourage me. And, I, and I'm going to ask if I'm going to ask opinion or advice of somebody. I, I better know something about them. I don't just listen to anybody. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about here. This is the shepherd that knows you, created you exactly the way you are, and exactly the way we all are. So this passage is often used by all sorts of people, right? You've probably been to a funeral and someone's quoted the scripture, you know, believing that we're going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I love it. And it's great. And it's beautiful. And it's I'm not knocking on that. But I'm saying, if you don't know the shepherd, it's really hard to walk out these verses. Yeah. You've got to know him. To truly be led by the shepherd, you have to know the shepherd. John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. You've got to know him to follow him. So as we, as we dive into this, I feel like as I read through those scriptures, I found four different keys, four characteristics, four ideas that, um, that the shepherd is in our lives, that God is for us. And I want to pull them out and kind of share those with you. The first one is he's a providing shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. It's the shepherd's responsibility to provide for the sheep. We don't send sheep out to provide for the sheep, right? As the flock is moving, as it's doing what it's doing, we don't send the sheep out to go find something for the flock. We've got to know that God is our provider. Any, do we have anybody in the room that you've walked through life and you've just realized that I am not my provider. Yeah. God is my provider. If I continue to provide on my terms, on the way I provide, we're gonna we're going get hungry real quick, real <laughs> fast. It's not gonna work out. Yeah. Psalm thirty-nine, sorry, Psalm thirty-four, nine through ten says, Fear the Lord, you his holy people. For those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weary. And sorry, may may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Psalm 37, four, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Got any desires in the room this morning? Got any things that you feel that the Lord's put upon your life, put upon your heart? Lean into that, lean into him. He will give you the desires. He will provide everything you need to... Well, we can ask God for things. We know we can ask God for things. Everybody know we can ask. Yes. Don't, we don't always get, but we can ask. <laughs> and the reason we don't always get is because we ask for some stupid things. <laughs> I've asked God for a number of stupid things. I, I, was, you know, I was, grew up in a Christian home, so I prayed prayed my whole life, right? I gave God a wish list as a kid. And uh, I'm a big soccer guy. I play, played soccer, grew up watching soccer and... Uh, We would, would, I would be out of the soccer game, and I would just be praying that we score a goal, like, for the stupidest (laughs) things in life. I would be, Lord, I will give my life if you just help us tie this game, or (laughs) or, or get get the winning goal, whatever it is, Lord, like, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm praying, I'm asking God, and he's just, he's not listening to me. (laughs) He's not listening to that, because we ask for stupid things, we ask for the dumbest things. No, I'm a sports guy, and I love sports, but. It's the dumbest things. We ask for stupid things. And if we ever think that God is not providing what we need, the problem is not his faithfulness, but rather our own perception of our needs. You don't know what you need. We don't know what we need. We're dumb. And our shepherd is all-wise and all-knowing and knows exactly what we need and when we need it. I've wanted a lot of things in life, but it hasn't been the right time. I haven't been in the right season. I haven't been doing the things that the Lord's been asking me to do. I remember, like I said, I grew up in church. So if, 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 I was, if, if the church was open, we were there. When my parents were in church, we were, we were church. So I've been there my whole life. I didn't have a choice. I was one of the kids where you don't get a choice to go. I don't know if there's anybody else in the room that didn't get a choice growing up, but I was in church. If the doors were open, we were there. And I just, so I just plodded along doing my Christian thing as a kid, and um, I got, uh, got saved at a young age, eight or nine years old, on my, on my kitchen floor by my grandmother. Grandmother led me to the Lord on my kitchen floor. It's a pretty cool story. You all should hear it sometime. But I, uh, And I just committed that day. I'm like, Lord, I also want to serve you the rest of my life like I was 9 years old and didn't know what I was doing, wouldn't know what I was saying. Still really don't know what I'm doing or what I'm saying, but I just said that day I'm going to commit my life to you. Whatever it looks like, I'm going to do it. And then I just, just felt this 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 um this real release into me. I just felt like the Lord was really asking me to get into ministry at some point. Like I was just like whatever that looks like, yeah, I'll do it, man. Whatever, man. I'm ready. Let's go. And um, so I had this desire, this desire, I had this desire, I've had these desires to pastor for like, since I was a kid. And um, I had no idea what that looked like, what it meant, what responsibility came with that. But I was just like, yeah, I just wanna be a pastor. That's what I wanna do. So whenever you're ready, God, let's let's just make it happen. And um, I just became a pastor like in the last 12 months. So um, (laughs) I just, I had to wait a while, you know, and I, I wasn't ready, so I had to wait a while. You know, he was um, providing a way just to, he wasn't, I wasn't ready. Like I've, Hannah and I talk about this all the time and I've never said this out loud publicly. So you are in the middle of a counseling session right now (laughs) that I'm publicly admitting. But if I, if if the Lord had given me the desires of my heart when I was 21, 22, 23 years old, I don't know if Hannah and I's marriage would have survived, right? Because we just weren't ready for I was, I thought I was ready. I'm like, God, you've put, and, it, and there's nothing wrong with it. It's a godly desire. It's not even, it's not even a worldly desire. I do not want anything out of these walls, Lord. <laughs> I just want to pass to your people. That's all I want to do. It's a good desire. There's nothing wrong with that. I just wasn't ready. And if, if, he, had, if he had given me the green light uh, early in our marriage, who knows where we would be today? He was providing a way when he needed it to happen, not when I needed it to happen. So if you're sat on something today and you've got, you've got this burning desire to go do something, whether it's inside these walls or outside these walls, whatever it looks like. It's in his time. Don't try to manipulate. Don't try to figure your way in and work your way around. It's his time. Whatever that might be for you, God has got something perfect and beautiful and right. it's gonna be right on time and it's gonna be the right thing right on time. The second characteristic I find is he's a pardoning Shepherd. I had to look this one up. You're going to get a theme. All my points are going to be P's. So I had to find this one because I'm not, not so good with the English. Born and raised in England, but not so good with the English. And um, So I've been, in, I've been in Longview for 20 years. Can you believe that? I know you all think I'm from Kilgore or something, but I'm not. I uh, was born and raised in England, and I've been in Longview for 20 years, which is wild to think about. So now I've been in Longview longer than I was ever in England. And that's kind of hard for me to get my head around with this weird accent, these weird words that are coming out of my mouth, some words that you're going to understand, some that you're going to have to go home and Google probably, because I I say stuff sometimes that no one gets and they look at me funny. So I had to look up this word, pardoning. I needed it to be a P, and it was the the P that I found. Uh, So I looked up the definition of pardon, and it's uh, to allow an offense to pass without punishment. And I just thought, as soon as I read that, I was like, well, that's my life. I've lived that. I've been pardoned countless amount of times. The Lord has been gracious and merciful to me in every season of my life. He's a pardoning shepherd. So when I look at the pardoning, when I look at the, the verse that this pertains to, he says, he refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. So I found two areas where he refreshes our soul. Um, He restores us when we wander. We get lost when we take our eyes off the shepherd and think we found a better pasture than he's provided. Anybody been provided for and it's still not enough? I've lived there, I'll admit, I'll be honest in front of you all today. The Lord has provided for me countless times in these years that I've been following him. But sometimes it's just not quite enough. It's just not quite what I wanted. Not quite what I needed, Lord. Hey, you, you, hey you're the king of the universe. You own a cattle on a thousand hill. Like, can you do a little better than where I'm at? Anybody? Anybody relate to me this morning? Anybody? Come on, somebody, surely somebody online can relate to me. Like, I'm just, he's done so much, but yet I'm still just, mm, looks a little better over there. Or he got this, or she got that. I we've all got stories of where we wandered. I remember when I was 17, I was like, ah, church. I think I'm done with church. I went to my parents and was like, hey, I'm not into this thing anymore. <laughs> just, I've done it for 17 years. You know, y'all didn't give me a choice. Now I'm a man and I'm going to make my own decisions. And I uh, just kind of went away from the church. And what seemed like for forever was probably about six months, really. So, you know, I've had a, you know, my life's been like this and a tiny little bump and then it was back to normal. You know, it was just a tiny little blip. But... It felt like forever, you know, and you look back on those, those six months or you look back on those moments and you think that there are these min- ginormous, like obstacles we've got to overcome when it's just, just a little bit, a little blip. And the Lord was there the whole time, just come on, come on. So he sent me to Romania to get resaved, or whatever I did, <laughs> found the Lord again. And uh, I was on a, on a trip in Romania and I met a guy, which actually all led to me why I ended up coming here. I met a, I met a guy from Jacksonville, Florida. In Romania, of all places. And, uh, and he just led me back to the Lord and I've not looked back. And that's been a number of years ago. I don't remember how many now I've been here so long. But we've all got stories where we just, we were on the track and then we just were like, oh, it looks nicer over there. You know? But the Lord the whole time, come on. Pulling me back. Restoring me back. Refreshing me back. And it's because we belong to him. He created you, you belong to him. It's like the, when, he, when the shepherd uh, leaves the 99 to find the one. Like, the 99 matter, but so do the one. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're that one this morning, you matter. That's right. Wherever you're at, whatever you're walking through, no matter, whatever the reason was that you left the flock, whatever the reason was you left the group, you still matter. Yes. He's coming for you. And we're all a target for weariness. Uh, I also think that he restores our souls when we become weary, we're all a target for weariness and tiredness. Like, life is tough. Like Bill kind of mentioned this earlier this morning, like, there's a lot of stuff going on outside of these walls that affect us all in different ways. And we get tired. Like, can, anybody, can anyone just say, yeah, I'm tired? Like, life's t- Like, the world has got stuff, but then I got my own stuff. Got my own family stuff. I got my own personal stuff. I got things going on. And, and life gets hard, and we just get exhausted. And it's not fun. And we wanna go. We wanna wander off. We don't wanna stay on the track anymore because it looks looks a lot easier over there. Hannah and I have, have walked through a lot the last twelve months. And I know you don't relate, I know that none of you have kids that go crazy. <laughs> and none of you miscommunicate with your wife. None of you, you know, say the wrong thing at the wrong time. None of you have the messes that we have. I get it. It's just me, I know. I'm the only one that does the dumb things and says the stupid things and goes to the dumb places and does all the wrong things. I know, it's just me. Life is tough. Like, we've walked through some stuff. But he's still there pulling me back. Every step of the way. I was talking to Hannah earlier. We just, even in in the stuff, all the stuff that's going on around us, I still feel like I'm in the sweetest season of my life because of what I'm doing and who I get to do it with and who I'm around. Regardless of the mess. Yeah, you know? It's just it's it's the Lord just pulls us back in, He pulls us in when we're weary. It's it's that but God moments in our life, right? All of this going on, but God. But God did this. But God did this. He pulled me here. He pushed me in here. He pulled me back here. He pulled me off the ledge here. All the things. But God. So I did a little Hebrew research for you this morning. I'm not much of a Hebrew reader, I'll admit. Don't read a lot of Hebrew, but I did for you today. You're welcome. So I looked up the word refresh. And the word in Hebrew for refresh is to recover strength. And when I read that, I just thought that's just the perfect picture of what God has done for us these past few months. I just pictured myself as a little lamb or a little sheep or whatever, whatever, you know, lamb, I guess baby lamb, whatever. A goat. I'd probably be an old goat, honestly. <laughs> but just sat at the feet of the shepherd. Just sat at, sat at the feet of Jesus and he's just recovering my strength. Yeah. He's just pouring into me. Giving me all the things I need. And it reminded me of a uh, of when my kids, they want to snuggle when we go to bed every night. I put them down, laid them down. Now, Hannah does a lot around our house. But I put the kids to bed. <laughs> That's my dad thing that I do. Put the kids to bed because they want me. Like at The end of the day... They've had mom all day and they just want me at night and I'm fine with that. So I put the kids to bed and most nights, our younger three, our older two, teenagers, they're not so much for the snuggling anymore. Um, so, we, so I don't even, I don't even talk about it. We don't even talk about it. We don't even mention it. But the three little ones, we have, we have three that are 11 and under and um, they just like, hey, you want to snuggle tonight? And I'm like, I'd rather snuggle with mom tonight but uh, I'll give you a few minutes. So I, I, um, I'll snuggle with them. So there are nights when I don't, right? I just pray for them, put them in bed, like, tuck them in, go back downstairs, get on with with the night. But um, within a few minutes, I'm hearing stuff. Like, they're running around, they're going crazy. If you know our family and our situation, someone may have jumped out a window. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Um, You know, it's happened, like, real recent. Like, come ask me about it. But... uh, so there's just all this, and, there's just, and then it takes, you know, it takes like three hours for them to settle down and fall asleep, right? But if I snug if I lay in the bed with them and snuggle for a couple of minutes, boom, they're out. And then I'm out, right? Because <laughs> that's, that's the dad move. You, they fall, you probably fall asleep first, and then you wake up, it's an hour later, and you're like, oh, they're, they're snoring away and drooling all over me, and now it's time for me to get out of bed. But, and I think it's just, that's just a picture of the shepherd, Right? Like we've had a day, like he's, he, we've gone through things, we've dealt with stuff, lots of things have happened and then we just get to lay with the father, we get to lay with the shepherd and he just restores everything back. So whether, whether it's your joy, purpose, strength, courage, whatever you lost that day, you can get back in an instant. Just sit at the feet of the shepherd. Sit at the feet of the father. He can restore all that back because the they, they feel peace when I lay next to them, right? It's that is comfortable. They're like, oh, I, I can just, I've got all this stuff going on around me. I've just, just got me and, it's just me and dad. I just get to lay and I get to fall asleep peacefully. And that's what it's like when we try to wander off and we, the Lord just pulls us back. He restores us back to where he originally wanted us, which is in relationship with him. It's as simple as that. And he pulls us back in. The third Characteristic is he's a protecting shepherd. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Often we think of the rod and the staff as disciplinary tools, right? Which they are. But I think a little gentle disciplining occasionally is protecting us from from going any further or for for doing it a little more. Like I only, a few years ago may have been a different story, but now I'll only touch an electric fence once, right? (laughs) Now I know what the electric fence is. It's to keep me out from somewhere or to keep me from something, to protect me from something. Whatever it is behind that could hurt me, could do whatever to me. But I only touch it once now because I'm grown and I know unless I'm looking for a little buzz. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, whatever you want to do. <laughs> as, a, as a kid, I may have been, you know, tying myself up to that thing. I don't know. But now I know. I know that this is, this is somewhere I don't need to be, somewhere that someone doesn't want me to be, and it's protecting me from whatever it is. And and that's just that's just who the shepherd is for us. He's protecting us from things. Like I talked about become, wanting to become a pastor earlier and went through years and years of just hoping and praying and saying, God, when's it gonna happen? When, when, am I, when I'm ready, man, I'm a 21-year-old, just, what was I, 23-year-old, just got married. I know everything, I'm ready to conquer the world. I mean, and it's, it's a good thing. Like, it's not even something out in the world. Like, I wanna, I wanna pastor your people, Jesus, come on. Like, this is a good thing, it's a good desire. Yes. And he kept saying, no, not time. He was protecting me from me. Because I would have I would have lit some stuff up at twenty-three years old. I would've burnt some things and people down. Because <laughs> I have all the answers. You know that, right? <laughs> Just like all of you, like everybody else in the room, we got all the answers for everybody else's problems. Yes. Like it's it's a thing, like it's a pandemic. <laughs> you know, we all we're all dealing with it. We all face this. Hey, this is what you should do. This is what I think you should do in this situation. Now, we all got it. We've all got that bug. It ain't going anywhere. It's going to stay for forever. You're going to live with it. I got all the answers, God. I can help these people. I can fix these people. Just, just give, me, give me the green light. Let me go. I can fix them. I was protecting them. God was protecting me from me. He was protecting my marriage. He was protecting the kids that would eventually come. He was protecting me from you, you know, protecting you from me. They bring comfort though, those rods and those staffs. Because even though I walk, um, I'm tiptoeing on the edge, a little prod back in the, a little prod, just pulls my leg back a little bit, reminds me maybe at times, hey, you're getting a little too close, James. You're not staying on the track that I've I've planned for you, the purpose for you, the will of you, the life I have for you. You need to get back, come on. It's It's a prod, but it's a comforting prod. Because ultimately, I wanna live my life for the Lord. And I believe you do too. Like I want to do all the things that he talks about. I want to live my life by this. Do I always? No, absolutely not. But I want. Like my desire is to do that. So I should want the correction. I should want the discipline, the protecting. And of course, yeah, veer off. I veer off at times, uh, but just a gentle little nod, little prod back in, occasionally gets me back on track. Even through the darkest of seasons, even through the darkest of valleys, I will fear no evil. I don't know what valley you might be walking through today. I'm sure there are many of us that are walking through things, whether it's at home or at work or it's in a relationship or it's a health situation. It's a dark time, we live in dark times from a worldly perspective. But God is saying, I'm here okay. to protect you all the way. You just need to walk with me. Just take my hand and let's go. Is it going to be easy? No. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere in here does it say it will be easy. Nowhere in here does it say, all right, you just say yes to Jesus. He'll shoot a dart down at you and everything. You're immune <laughs> to everything and life's perfect. That would be great. <laughs> I would vote for that. But well, that's a snot life, right? He's saying, Walk with me. I'll strengthen you. I'll walk with you. I'll keep you protected. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He's already done it. Whatever it is you're walking through, the victory is yours. You just got to walk like you know the victory is yours. Sometimes we don't act like we've got God on our side. Yeah, Do we? I know I don't. I'm fearful at times, I'm scared at times. Not always living the life that the Lord has asked me to live. He's asking us to not be afraid, to be courageous. We have some courageous people in the room today. Yes. The, the, whenever life throws something, we're just throwing it right back. Bounce back, we don't want that. And the fourth characteristic is he's a preparing shepherd. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Now we can go from complete emptiness and desperation and exhaustion to my f- cup overflowing all in an instant if we were to sit with the shepherd. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Like that's the ultimate touchdown, right? It's the, I wanna dwell with the Lord forever. That's, the, that's, that's why we're here, to be in relationship with him here and then to be in relationship with him eternally. And the Lord, the Lord promises to prepare abundantly for us, even in the midst of the enemy's schemes. So even in the midst of everything that's going on, He's preparing a table for you. In the midst of your enemies, he's still preparing and making a way for you. Whatever it is that you walked in here with, he still sees you and he's still preparing a table for you. He's preparing that next season, that next stage of life, that next thing you've gotta tackle, the thing you've gotta overcome. He's preparing it all for you and it's all wonderful and it's all beautiful even in the midst of all the stuff. And then the ultimate is the dwelling place, right? It's, it's eternity with him. He's preparing that for you too. Now, I can't describe that. I don't know what that looks like. I've not been. But the Bible says it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good place. And he's preparing it for us. Every second that we're here, he's, just, he's working on the little details, making it all Perfect for each of us and how we want it and how we like it and the perfect eternity. And that's the final promise, right? The dwelling place. That's the promise. You know, he's providing, he's pardoning, he's protecting, and he's ultimately preparing a place for us. So whether you walked in here today knowing who the shepherd is, knowing who God is, he's still preparing a place for you. He's preparing a place for you even though you haven't even said yes yet. Even though you haven't stepped out and prayed and done the things that you know God's asking you to do. He's still faithful to hold up his end of the bargain of the deal. Regardless of what we do, he's faithful. Regardless of where we go, he's faithful. And he's walking every single step with us. And that's the beauty of the shepherd. He's there to walk with us, and they say that we've been called as pastors and as leaders and as people that you know look to, to lead people. We're called to shepherd the hearts of people. I don't know who said it, but there's a saying that says that shepherds smell like their sheep. So if you're a, if you're a leader in the room today, do you smell like the people you're leading? whether you're in a business or in the home, wherever it is that you lead, you gotta smell like your sheep because that means you're getting down, getting dirty, getting into the muck and the mire and the mess of life with people. And that's what he's calling us to do. So as I close, I'm just gonna ask you to bow your heads, close your eyes. Put away any device you have and just spend a moment. I just wanna spend a moment with the Lord and just ask him, what I'm, God, what is it that you're asking me to do? What is it you're showing me today, Lord? Lord, I wanna, I wanna recognize that you provide and pardon and protect and prepare, but I don't always see it. Maybe it's all of those things you need to be reminded of today. Maybe it's just one. Just ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart and open your eyes to what it is that he's asking you to do, how he wants you to leave this place today. Lord, we want to be led by the shepherd, the good shepherd. We want to lay our lives at your feet. We want you to walk with us, lead and guide each of the steps that we take each day. And with eyes closed, still, maybe you, maybe you came in today and you don't like you. You get this idea of the shepherd, that, that, that God is sometimes. It's a number of times in Scripture is, is God referred to as a shepherd, as a lead, leading of his people, leading of the flock, of the sheep. And maybe you said yes to Jesus at some point. Or maybe you're like me and it was, it was a young, I was young, I was a kid, and kind of 50 50 maybe knew what I was doing. And it took me a few years to figure it out and I got to come back. God's okay with that. God's okay with the first time, He's okay with the second time, however many times. He just wants you to be with him. He wants you to say yes, at whatever point. So if that's you, maybe you're in the room and you're, you're, you just don't know if you're walking with the shepherd. You don't know if you've said yes to Jesus at some point. I wanna invite you to do that. Maybe you're online, watching at home, or wherever you might be. Maybe it's your day today to say yes to the Lord. So whether you're in the room or you're online, I want you to pray with me. I don't want to lead you to the shepherd and then not give you an opportunity to say yes to him. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to pause and give you an opportunity to repeat what I say. Nothing magical or special about it. It's just a simple prayer between you and the Lord. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, I understand that I am a sinner in need of a savior. I recognize that you died and rose again to save me from my sin and mistakes. I choose today to trust you with my life. Be the shepherd of my life to lead and to guide from this day forward. Amen. And with eyes closed, heads bowed still, if that was you, we would love to send you some information, send you your next step, as it is, to to not just say, you say yes to Jesus, we want you to know that this isn't just your journey, this is the first step of the journey. We want to send you some videos, so if you would Look up at me and wave real quick if that was you, if you responded today. Okay, see you. If you would get your phone out and just text I prayed to eight four four HRC text. If you're online, you can do exactly the same. Just text the word I prayed to eight four four HRC text and we'll shoot you back a couple of videos that Pastor Tim has prepared that will show you what those next steps are and what it means. Uh, in your heart to, for, for what you've just done. It's such a huge deal and we're so excited and it's such a big deal. Uh, we don't want to leave you there. We want to help you in that next step. So please do that. For everybody else, will you look up at me? Will you stand up? Will you get excited for Christmas? Christmas is coming. Y'all ready for Christmas? Is anybody ready for Christmas? We got, um, we got four services coming up for Christmas Eve services. It's going to be Sunday the 24th, so Christmas Eve lands on a Sunday this year, and we're going to have four services, 9, 10, 11, and 12, Uh, so please make plans to join us. If you've been to a Christmas at High before, then you probably know what's coming, Um, but just please please make plans. Um, We will be also streaming the 10 10 a.m. service Uh, for those of you that are joining us online and that join us on that day too, we'll be streaming that live that live too, so please make plans to come and join us for Christmas, it's going to be such a big deal, we love it, we love celebrating the, the, uh, the birth of our Saviour together as a group, as a family, getting to sing together. We also have Legacy Sunday coming up, which is December 17th, uh, it's a big, big part of my heart is to, to show people what we do with the money, I love that we steward our money really well here at High Ridge, yes. and we invest and are involved with lots of different things globally and locally. Um, so, come on the 17th. Pastor Tim's going to share a message with you, and then get to show you all the things that we've done this year, with all the money that you've given and supported us and backed us with. And it's such a—it's a big deal. Um, so thank you for that. I'm going to invite the elders to come on forward. As always, they're going to be here to pray with you about anything. We also have baptisms today uh, after the third service, so after the 12 o'clock, about 1:15, we'll be having baptisms across the street in the kids' building. So. You'll go grab a snack, come on back, and uh, we'll get some people baptized today. So as always, we want you to come, we want you to pray with these elders. If you've got anything going on, we never want you to come to this place and leave without getting prayed for. That would be one of those dumb decisions that we would make, right? We want you to get prayed for, we want you to uh, go to an elder and pray with them, uh, whatever it is that's going on anything at all, please come and pray. It's, it's a big deal and they don't take it lightly. They love to pray with you. For everybody else, let's pray and we will get you out of here. Father, we thank you for today. Pray a blessing over each person, and each family represented in this room and everybody watching online. I just pray that they will walk with you this week as you lead and guide and shepherd them into all the things that they have come in. They'll know that you are there walking every single step of the way with them. Pray for the hearts of each person in this place that you will lead and guide us this week. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you wanna be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at High Ridge LV or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.